In a previous series of the Uneducated Investor podcast, I wanted to break the myth, shatter it, hold it down for one last count. And that was the myth of meritocracy. (laughs) Man, I butchered that word. The myth of it. The illusion that plagued our society for years. You see, as an investor, we have to live in the real world because our investments don't care about our feelings, right? It's all about what gets the best return for our buck. And keeping that realist mindset, one of the things that I was always fascinated by is why people really attribute meritocracy to a lot of things. It doesn't really exist in sports. It doesn't really exist in most high-performance positions, honestly. One of the best examples is when you think of the role of the most important roles in our society, right? What comes to your mind? The president? Well, I mean, the president literally doesn't get his job because of all of his accomplishments. He's not the most accomplished person that gets that job. It's typically the person that's the best politician, the person that has the most powerful connections. That's how you get that role, right? Similarly, and what's another super important role in our society? Well, you guessed it, the CEOs. And another thing I pointed out, you know, just straight facts is why are so many CEOs over the height of 6'2"? I mean, that's 4% of the male population. Why are so many CEOs over the height of six foot? I mean, not even 20% of guys are six foot feet or taller. Matter of fact, let's let's see how much there is. How many guys over six foot tall? There's only 14% of men worldwide that are over six foot tall, but it makes up around 50% of CEOs. Literally, 30% of CEOs are 6'2 or taller. The the stats are so egregious that there is no way that this can be happened statistically without some sort of bias infiltrating and without any good psychological or good academic papers or articles linking connecting the link between height and smartness or height and overperformance, we can only suggest, it only leaves the answer left of that maybe we appoint positions based on more than just meritocracy. Why do I bring that up? In a world where customers are getting more hyper-focused on where their dollars are going, where literally investors are coordinating buying efforts on Reddit around GameStop. Like Wall Street Bets has put this on full display for the whole public to see. One of the key areas that's really going to impact a lot of investing dollars from residents from retail trailers, retail traders, and even think about pension funds that are backed 
by or pension funds for school teachers, one of the biggest ones for police workers, one of the biggest ones, pension funds for any of these normal Fortune 500 companies. One of the biggest questions that's going to basically put people's investing dollars to work or that's going to allocate a lot of people's investing dollars coming up in the near future, one of the biggest questions is, how diverse is your board? How diverse is your company? We still live in a world where people are starting to realize that when it comes to actually making your money, a lot of things matter. Me as someone who's been relatively broke most of my life, and really just the past five years have actually started earning legit money that I have to spend. One of the things that I really noticed this past year after making you know my net worth jumping over 100K is I really started paying attention to where my money's going. The higher amount of discretionary income, the more conscious I was of how I was actually spending my money. All of a sudden, I'm tipping way more. You know, 15 to 20% is the minimum. I'm buying paper straws over plastic because I care about the environment all of a sudden. I'm actually, um, I was going to say, uh, flirting with the idea of eating vegan at least once a week. And I'm more open to eating out at local businesses because I know that's going directly back into my economy. And there is another thing. We've seen with the protests of George Floyd absolutely erupt around the country. More and more people, particularly people of color and other people as well, are looking at putting their dollars into places that help and affect and impact in positive ways black communities. We've seen it. We've asked ourselves the questions and a lot of conclusions have been made that a lot of the struggles within the black community is firstly an economic one. They just didn't have the resources coming up and it's permeating throughout society by setting all of these different areas where minorities or people of color are looked at as less than in some situations and there's like a cognitive subconscious bias that makes people look more criminal in certain situations because black success isn't normalized. One of the movements that I see coming very easy, if you're in a corporation, you've seen it coming, it's in the whispers, but now it's going to be on full edge and full demand is the push to normalize black success and black excellence you see right now black people make up 13 percent of the population of the u.s but if i was to ask you a question how much of those black people are on corporate boards in the s p 500 of the fortune 500 companies how much black people are on those boards what would you say what percentage would you give would you give 20%? Probably not. They're not even that much of the population. 13%? Probably not. I mean, have you seen board members? 
5%? We're starting to come to questions and ask ourselves back to that question of what does it mean when we talk about metocracy? If the very people who our products are being sold to aren't actually represented within our decision-making strategy meetings. You see, the boards of companies have lots and lots of power. They literally choose the CEO of the company. Like, it doesn't get more powerful than that. The board of directors, right? A lot of checks and balances go through them. They approve a lot of different things. So having actual representation from a diverse amount of fields, a diverse amount of backgrounds, a diverse amount of personalities and perspectives only helps to benefit companies. Matter of fact, a lot of studies out there that diversity just in decision-making alone in general has been proven to impact actual progress and decisions and results. With this, this is one of the big trends coming up. It has got me to one decision that I think is so obvious right now. Right now, if you've heard of the company, Walgreens, ticker symbol WBA, I think it is the easiest slam dunk, the easiest 15% average over the next two to three years per year investment that I can see in my life. On March 15th, Walgreens announces that it will be hiring one of the first black female CEOs of a Fortune 500 or an S&P 500 company, Ross Brewer. Ross Brewer, like it doesn't get more obvious than this. Now this girl has a track record of success. She was a CEO of the company you might've heard of Starbucks. She was a sitting board member, probably will have to give that up, but of a company you might've heard of Amazon. And now she was announced as the CEO of Walgreens. Now, one of the things that always like kind of tickles my feather is uh, we live in a world where like 70% of consumer decisions are made by women. Men make a lot of money. Men make more money than women, but women are often the ones that end up spending that money when it comes to household items, when it comes to food, when it comes to picking with the vacations they go on, the airlines they travel on. Women actually make a lot of the spending decisions. And with that being the case, we live in a world where only 28% of sitting board members are women when they're 50% of the population. You would think in this world, we would, like companies would be so eager to promote those women throughout their company so they could get their feedback, especially when it comes to marketing towards women. Of course, men have a valuable input, but without women there to show additional perspective, it seems crazy to think there's sometimes rooms of just men making marketing decisions on how they want to market to women. Absolutely insane. And when you think about a company like Walgreens, think about it. They're one of the biggest pharmacy retailers in the United States. And who goes to pharmacies? Like, literally, go to your shopper drug mart, go to your Rexels, go to your Walgreens. 
look around. Who are most of the customers there? It's women, right? So when we start to see companies actually showing their short gaps and actually thinking to themselves, let's be intentional with their hire and actually intentionally promote someone of diversity to a place that can actually make marketing and strategy implementations and have them be the highest decision maker. I think as an investor, it's the most obvious play. A lot of times CO's job is just to be a great brand image for the company. I mean, hey, look at 20 CEOs and just look at their haircut. Look at the suits they wear. Sometimes I'm convinced they don't even get to pick out their own clothes because the way they dress, the way their hair is, the way they smile and talk is all reflective of the company's brand. And as a CEO, you have to have the ultimate buy-in at all times because you reflect the company with everything you do. When it comes to getting someone like Ross Brewer, who instantly sends a message as soon as you hire, instantly breeds, breeds the normalization of black success because she has a track record of success, especially in another business dominated by female consumers in Starbucks. When you see a company like that hire a CEO that was already going to be a turnaround value play anyway, I think it is the most obvious buying event. If the market only goes up 8% this year, I think, or 8% on average for the next three years, I think on average for the next three years, Walgreens Boots Alliance is going to hit back to its all-time high. It's going to pay a high dividend like it is right now while it's doing it. And we're looking at probably 15% per year for the next three years, um, just based on the price it is now. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investors never stop learning. I, you know, I, I want to go back to three stocks that I'm buying or just talk about stocks that I'm buying in the month. But right now with the market just little dallying from highs to lows, when the market's high like this, I like to look at the super obvious plays. And I'm personally, I added around 5% of my portfolio. I made it out to be Walgreens. So I think it's a good stock. I think it's an easy play. And if the market crashes again, it goes down by 5 to 10% again. Um, I'm going to be buying even more of it. So I think it's an obvious play, but let me know what you think. It's at Fly Stewie on Twitter and we, Flight Crew, have to take off.